0: Rocks. Cleveland rocks. Was that Drew Carey? Yeah. that's a yeah. Drew, Drew Carey show? Yeah. Cleveland. The Blue Jays uh, begin in Cleveland tonight. The ALCS versus the Indians. It's at 7 o'clock at Progressive Field. Just another one of those uh, names for a stadium that you get all over North America. Corporate name, right? Yeah. It uh, used to be Jacobs Field, right? It used
1: to be Jacobs Field, yeah. Named after the owner, yeah. So it got us all talking.
0: What do we really know about the city of Cleveland? As I uh, pointed out before the commercial break, Cleveland, it's (laughs) it's a hole. And you know what? We did a lot of reading about it yesterday because we wanted to be able to provide you guys listening this morning with some sort of context as to what Cleveland's all about in 2016. Uh, Three decades it spent uh, in economic depression and being the joke the armpit of the United States of America, much like Winnipeg is perceived to be by the rest of the country, even though we're working on that as we speak. Uh, So, Kelly, let's start with you. What did you find out about Cleveland?
1: Well, you know what, Shadow? I was inspired by uh, the the ripple effect, you know, for the last couple of weeks uh, here on uh, 680 CJOB and, of course, uh, Global News, Winnipeg. So I thought I would do something about the water. And do you know that of the five great lakes, that Lake Erie is the warmest? And the most shallow. I did not know that. There you go. As, so when there's that panoramic view of Cleveland in between innings tonight, or tomorrow when the game play is played at three, and maybe they show Lake Erie, you'll think, Oh, I could take a little dip in there because it's so warm and so shallow.
0: So warm and so very shallow. <laughs> That's I, wonder how Ed,
1: I wonder how the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald happened. But anyway, I digress. Well,
0: shallow is relative. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Lake Huron's 300 feet deep and Erie's 150 feet deep,
2: that would be shallow. Way to spoil my story. <laughs> Just saying. What about you, Dave? What'd you find? Well, I was interested to uh, find out that, uh, like we said, it was kind of it's kind of been the joke of of the states, but it was actually one of the most uh, progressive cities at one time. It was the first city to be fully lit by electricity back in 1879, and uh, to go along with that. Uh, The first traffic lights were implemented in 1914. Also, the first pedestrian-controlled lights were put in Cleveland. Wait a minute. The the first traffic lights
1: ever? Put in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Of all places. When it rained, did they go on the fritz?
0: (laughs) Hey, we fixed that problem, didn't we? We fixed it. Kim? Kim?
3: This is a bit of an oddity. Uh, I don't think this is enforced anymore, but there is still a bylaw, a city ordinance that prohibits women from wearing patent leather shoes in public. That's the really shiny leather. Uh, The reasoning back in the day was that the reflection from the shiny surface might provide an upskirt glimpse of their underwear. So no shiny patent leather shoes for women in Cleveland.
0: That makes sense if you think about it. <laughs> Although Donald Trump might try and repeal that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
1: gonna say, I was thinking of the Trumpster. Uh, if, if, if,
0: if, if I win, <laughs> behind the glass, Jerry. Uh, well, I actually was in Cleveland a few years ago and found it to be a lovely city. But one of the fascinating things I, I know about Cleveland is that uh, if you go to 10622 Kimberly Ave., you can see the real birthplace of Superman. That is where Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster created Superman up in Jerry Siegel's bedroom. And today, the current owner, uh, Hattie Gray is her name, a nice little old lady. If she's at home when you go there and you knock on the door and ask politely, she'll take you upstairs and show Hi. you that bedroom. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah,
1: Superman was created.
0: That's amazing. You know, because we there's that Canadian vignette I'm sure we've all seen. Uh, I'm not sure if it's... Jerry Siegel. It's Joe Schuster is the Canadian from Toronto. Right, and he's getting on the train, and he's he's, he's the one that drew Superman. Yes. And Jerry Siegel is the one that wrote the stories, right? Absolutely, yes. But I thought that was in Toronto, but no, it's in Cleveland. Cleveland. Really cool. You would have failed the test. I just did fail (laughs) the test. (laughs) Never mind, would have. Alan Freed. Okay, we all know the name Alan Freed. Some of us don't know the name Alan Freed. Alan Freed was born December 21st, 1921, in a place called Wimber, Pennsylvania. He learned trombone as a teenager because his initial ambition was to become a band leader. As a matter of fact, he formed a band in high school he called the Sultans of Swing. Now, we know the Sultans of Swing became a song that Dire Straits made a hit in the the late 1970s. That song was based on Alan Freed's teenage band. However... While attending Ohio State University a few years later, Freed developed an interest in radio. So, he served in the Army during World War II on Armed Forces Radio. Soon after that, uh, when the war ended, he came home, landed several jobs in small markets. July 11, 1951, Freed started playing rhythm and blues on WJW in Cleveland. And Freed called his show the Moondog House, billed himself as the King of the Moondoggers inspired by an offbeat instrumental called Moondog Symphony. His on-air matter energetic, in contrast to many contemporaries uh, of the time who were very, very staid and very, very low-key, uh, subdued. Freed wasn't! He was this guy! Mm-hmm. He addressed his listeners as if they were all part of a make-believe kingdom of hipsters, united in their love for rhythm and blues, R&B. Then one night, after playing a song called Rock the Joint... By Jimmy Preston, he uttered this term on public airwaves for the very first time. Rock and roll. He didn't create it. It had been, been around for years amongst yeah. African-Americans, but he's the very first person to ever utter those words and popularize that phrase, rock and roll, on any airwaves anywhere in the world. And it happened at WJW in Cleveland, Ohio. Isn't
1: that interesting? And yeah. that's why... Basically, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is probably That's right. there. Yeah. That's why they
0: have the Rock and Roll. If you've ever wondered, why is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland and not New York, not Los Angeles, not even Chicago. That's why it was
1: Alan Freed. Can I throw a couple more uh, little facts about Cleveland? We We've time? got time. How, who all here has uh, opened up a can of Chef Boyardee in their time? Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chef- I'll admit it. <laughs> Ettore Hector Boyardee. Came to uh, gained his fame in Cleveland. I had no idea he was even a real guy. <laughs> yeah, he is a real guy for sure. Yeah, uh, former president James A. Garfield, born and buried in Cleveland. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what he, about Grover Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, okay. Moses Cleveland is the individual that the city is named after, but his name was spelled C L E A. Okay. Okay. But when the Cleveland plane dealer newspaper came out, the masthead couldn't carry that many letters. So they dropped the a no room for the a no room for the a. And so it just became just took Cleveland became the letter <laughs> as it is today. Yeah. C L E V E L A N D. Very cool. Yeah.
0: All right. So, uh, aside from that, now that we've established Cleveland is, is not a hole. It's not an armpit. It's an actual city it's where people live. Yeah. Uh, it's about 2.6 million in the metro area. Uh, their baseball team is sadly called the Indians. Who wins the series?
3: I have a, a good fun fact about Cleveland that I'm hoping is good omens for the Blue Jays. Okay. In 1899, they had a team called the Cleveland Spiders, and they went 20 and 134, the worst record all time. In the major leagues. So I'm really hoping and a little bit of that might rub off on Cleveland and the Toronto Blue Jays can take this season. And to kind of
2: piggyback on that, we can't talk about Cleveland without talking about the futility in sports that they've had over the past They've <laughs> had Except a drought this past year. Exactly. Their drought, mm-hmm. though, of uh, professional sports teams winning something in Cleveland went back 52 years before the Cavaliers won uh, the NBA championship this past year. So 52 years, those sports fans have uh, endured a lot. So let's, let's hope
0: the, uh, the specter of the spiders rears its ugly head. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We'll start another 52 year drought. Jeez, with that. Right? There you Pat go. Spiders. <laughs> Progressive right. The curse of the spider. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Kelly, who wins
1: this series? Uh, I think the Jays are going to win it. Uh, I just, To me, at this time of the year, good pitching will always trump everything. I think the Jays are better with their pitching, and I think they're better defensively as well. So, I, I pick the Jays to
0: win. And you see, Kelly's got the cold hard logic. I'm just going with my heart. Jays in six. Mm-hmm. Same with Kim, I'm sure.
3: Four. Four? <laughs> it's
2: going to be a swing. Uh, that's it. Dave? Well, I like the J's. The one thing that does scare me a little bit is that they were riding such momentum there for a while, and then they, they got a gap. big break here now yeah. between series, so I'm hoping that that doesn't uh, it's only one day shorter for Cleveland. Than yeah,
1: that's true. One on Monday, that's yeah. true. That's true.
2: That's yeah. true. But they were. I mean, you go back to that wild card win. Just to put them on such a high, and then they carried that right through their. Their, their next division. Yeah, how do you keep of, that kind of momentum going exactly, when you're not playing, right? Exactly, exactly. So that's the one thing that scares me a little bit, but uh,
1: no, go Jays, go. We By got this. By the way, that, that game two tomorrow is three o'clock. They've kind of reset it because now they knew that uh, you know, the Washington-Chicago match, or the L.A. Dodgers-Chicago matchup, so three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Okay, and tonight two. at seven o'clock. Yeah. All right. Hey, when's the Bomber pregame tonight? Seven o'clock, kickoff at nine. Okay. I have to go home and have what a What a day for sports, <laughs> oh, so amazing, Watch the Jays man. game, watch the bomber game, it's crazy. Weekend, so. the Jets yeah. in the wild yeah, tomorrow too.